All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Midnight Perspective. My name is Brandon. And this is Ammon. It's been a long time. We just got back from vacation. Sorry that we haven't been putting out more episodes. We tried to tried to bring the the, the perspective with us on vacation, but vacation was just too much fun. We didn't have time for yeah. uh, to we didn't have there was no chill. Yeah, it got it got too crazy too fast to ever pull out the podcasting equipment and yeah, actually record an episode. Plus, any of the times where it was chill, we were not in our right minds or anywhere near <laughs> our right minds, realistically speaking. Could you imagine <clears throat> if we actually recorded an episode that fucked up? Oh, dude, not getting any bark from Thunderdome the second day. Just been like, hi, my my name. I think my name's Ammon. Jesus Christ, is my name Ammon? Whoa. <laughs> my name's Ammon. I would have been, like, so obsessed with how soft this, like, filter is. <laughs> I'd have That's been fair. all over it. Like, people would have just... You would have been hearing that all day, just me breathing. That would have been rough. Yeah, that's fair. would have been so rough. I don't lie. I mean, like, I feel like the most chill we had the entire vacation was the drive. Well, no. We had the day that we watched SAO. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we spent an entire day watching Alicization. Alicization. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the fourth season fourth of season. Sword Art Sword Art Online yeah. came out while we were on vacation. It's yeah. actually really good. It was phenomenal. It was super good. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not a fan of where it's going though. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see where they're gonna <coughs> take it. That last episode definitely <coughs> left some hints that it was gonna go to a different direction than I wanted it to. Yeah, we'll see what happens though. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just <coughs> Yeah, man. That one that one feels weird. We have to you haven't seen Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, have you? Nope. We gotta watch that. We should. I mean we got like the next three <coughs> days where we we just gotta pack and get ready for the move. Oh, by the way, we so, are uh moving to Sandpoint, Idaho here soon. Oh, we yeah. haven't announced that on the podcast. That's we, right. A week from tomorrow, we uh, while on vacation, we got some offers at some great bars up there, and uh, we're headed up there for a couple months to finish out a ski resort season, and then uh, jump into Seattle from there. That'll be interesting though, too, because like I don't think I have any like on the business side of things for the podcast on like the Facebook page, zero friends in Idaho, zero, and I also think that they're like. I mean, I don't know. People can probably post the comments and whatnot, but I don't know where everyone's listening to the podcast from, but I don't think they're from Idaho. However, we got to pull that plug. Like, when we're up there in Idaho, if we meet some people, we got to be like, hey, check this out. Yeah, I'm just going to have to start sharing it all, and I haven't yet. Um, Mostly because, like, my Mormon parents are on there and all that, so it's okay. They're going to have to accept that. I'm doing this podcast and talking about <laughs> drugs and bartending and stuff. How do you think your parents are going to react to that? Oh, I don't even want to know, dude. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Maybe it's a, maybe you shouldn't share nah, it on your Facebook I'm going then. To. I would love to like see their reaction because it's just going to be like a combination of like sheer disappointment as well as like, well, at least you're doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a hobby. Yeah, you know, it's not. What what, what if you just shared it on like your Instagram, but not? Well, well, actually, I think you actually can share stuff on Facebook and then like make it to where certain people don't see it. Yeah, I can, but like, it wouldn't really be worth the time, in my opinion. I'm just gonna share it to everybody, all my Mormon friends and everything, everybody across the map. That's what I did. Yeah, I sent it out on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. I need Everywhere. to do it. I just haven't yet. <coughs> I'm lazy. Bro, I'm lazy as fuck, though. It's okay. You have a right to be. We spent a whole week partying. We spent two weeks partying. Like, literal 11 days. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, we spent two weeks partying. Yeah, it, was a, it was a long time. Yeah, it was aggressive. It went by too quick. It like, did. Honestly. It did. Like, I'm still quick. stuck in that, like, party mode. Like, I'm not ready to be a domesticated person yet. I still yeah. want to go crazy. <laughs> oh, for real, I know. Idaho's going to be good, me. though. I hope. I hope things work out the way that I want them to. It's going to be a good combination of both of, like, like we're going to talk to some 
I've been looking at talking to some investors for some things while I'm up there. And like, you'll be able to see that side of me, that business side of me that I don't really show down here because I don't know. Arizona's not really a city of opportunities, so I get it. Yeah. And I mean, even the opportunities that are down here, like, I'm not, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to be in Arizona. So, like, I'm not really trying to, like, advance anything here. The connections I have are all right, you know, they're, they're solid for what I'm using them for, which is partying and making quick cash. Yeah, I can definitely say that. Um, I, like, before we were on this move, I definitely didn't, I backed out, by the way. Uh, for those of you who are, are curious, uh, <coughs> I talked to Ammon about moving. He was like, fuck yeah. Then he like, just like quit his life and came down, and then I backed out on him. And then I backed out on him a second time. And now I'm finally on board. Yep. So I pussied out twice. But what I am going to say is that I was real hell-bent on leaving Arizona. But I was just too scared. After going on this vacation, like, dude, I'm totally on train. Like, yeah. fuck Arizona. No offense to anybody who lives in Arizona. It's just not full offense. Fuck you. Just <laughs> no. Just fuck the place you live in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just Makes and it, it like has Arizona, has nothing for you. <laughs> has nothing to do <clears throat> with like politics or or anything like that. It's sheerly for me. It's like just don't agree with the weather. I there's I'm bored all the time. You don't and, agree with the weather, like Mother Nature. Uh, I disagree with this opinion of the heat. Yeah, Maybe if you could stop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I I don't like the heat. Um, Arizona's all brown. There's no colors anywhere unless you drive like two hours up north, and like there's no natural occurring bodies of water. Everything's like man-made water, except for like some of the lakes. Yeah, there's a couple lakes, but I don't know. It's just there's something about Arizona that's like real boring to me. Like if I'm not trying to spend money, <clears throat> which this point like contradicts itself because gas is still needed which is still money that i have to spend but let's say that gas isn't an option and i'm spending zero dollars i can go kayaking assuming i have a kayak i can go to the lake to swim are you talking about in south point no in 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 arizona oh Uh, i can go to the lake to swim i can go hiking i can go mountain climbing rock climbing uh or camping Right. So if you're not worried about gas. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, there's the bonfires out in the middle of the desert as well. But outside of that, every other form of entertainment in Arizona costs money. And pretty much a lot of it. I mean, that's kind of everywhere in a way. Like, it's just a matter of, like, I don't know what you're into more than anything else. Like, in some point, you could do all, all those same things. But then, like, because it's, like, more small town. And more resort town, there's a lot of like parties going, house parties going on. Yeah, see, like that's the stuff that I'm talking about. Though, like everyone in Arizona is so reserved. Yeah, that's like true. if I want to make friends to go hang out and have a cool night, I like really got to go find some people. You yeah. know, like Where, it's not. Whereas in Sandpoint, like you go to one of the bars. And... Yeah, we were out there for we were in Sandpoint for exactly one week, and then we spent the other week in Washington, four right? Days. Four, four days. Yeah, and I made tons of friends. Yeah. None of them that really hung out with us because we were on vacation, but I made I got along with a lot of people and I'm pretty sure if I had told those people like, Hey, we're doing this tomorrow, come along, they would have been like, Yeah, dude, totally. Oh yeah, no. I mean, everybody's down to do something. Because like there's not like a lot of things going on. It's like as soon as somebody's invited to something, they're just like, Fuck yeah, let's go do it. Like no matter what. Fair. Like and and that's, like, the best thing, in my opinion, because, like, big groups will get together and go do shit together. But it's, like, one person decided, like, oh, I want to go rock climbing tomorrow. And the next thing you know, there's 30 people because somebody was, like, hey, you want to go? Hey, you want to go? Hey, you want to? Hey. You yeah, know, like, exactly. It's in Arizona, that shit doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, like, okay, statistically speaking, there's just as much stuff to do in Arizona than any other state. But I don't know. Arizona's just boring to me. It's it is too after, hot. To like yeah, too much. Exactly, and like after seeing Sandpoint, after seeing Schweitzer, after seeing Washington, yeah, for real. I just believe that yeah. I'm I'm built for the North. I'm built. I am. I am. I'm built for the North. It, <laughs> it agrees with me. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel nice. It's everything that I enjoy. 
like the cold way more than I like the hot. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. There's nice seafood out there. I am in love with seafood. Like, there's yeah. green out there. I like the green. I don't like the brown, which is awesome because if we ever decide to move from Washington to someplace else, there's tons of places up north. However, if we decide to go back down south, the only places I'm really going to be okay with are going to be, like, Florida. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not coming back south. Like, like maybe the coast of California for a little while. Yeah, like, San Diego's kind of nice. Not yeah. lie. And I, I, like, I wouldn't mind L.A. as long as, like... You had shit right. tons of money and you weren't living there? Well, I agree. No, like, if we, <laughs> if we were making, like, shit tons of money, like, genuinely, like, in that place in our lives, then, like, yeah, sure, like, I'll live in L.A. So the interesting thing with L.A. is coming from somebody who used to live pretty close to it and um, from what I've heard is L.A. is like, it's a clout city. Like, and I really mean that. So like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. I you realized. can be dead ass broke. But if you're a cool guy, cool person, people vibe with you, and you meet the right people, they'll take care of you. You'll figure something out. You'll make your own opportunities. Yeah, That's the beautiful thing about L.A. is that a cool person like clout gets you anywhere it's a city of networking and connections depending on who you know is what you end up doing how far you make it because friends are friends and most friends are willing to you know break their back for each other you know what i mean and so like that's the cool thing with la is that you know you make good friends if they're important people then dope you know like your life just became easier i already have some really good connections in la to be honest yeah but like that's the the downside, though, is that if you're going to L.A. with a dream because you have a craft or a skill right. and you don't have any connections in L.A., it's going to be real fucking hard because it is expensive. Like, like, if we decided to go to L.A., like, I know a lot of people. There would be have, have to be, like, a kick-ass bar waiting for me in L.A. for me to go back to that. Sh- oh, yeah, no, I know. Terrible I'm, place. I'm aware. And, <coughs> you know, who knows? Like, mm. As the bartenders that we are, like, we're both passionate about our craft, and we both, like, actually study and are constantly learning. Like, we eat, sleep, and breathe this shit. Like, That's true. That we actually care about it. Yeah. So, simply out of that alone, like, while we're on Schweitzer, you're going to meet millionaires from L.A., and they're going to be like, there's this bar that I go to all the time. I'm really, I'm, like, best friends with the owner. Let me get you a job there. See, like, that's a dope opportunity. I feel like I hope that that networking scenario happens in Washington. That's the whole reason I'm really excited about Washington. It's a big city. I'm hoping to meet dope people. Yeah. You know? You're just going to have to go to the right bar. Like, we're going to have to find the highest end. And we're going to have to work our way way up. For sure. I don't know, man. I just, Washington just seems fucking sweet. And, and like, (laughs) granted, like, okay, yeah, sure. If the plan was instead of Washington that we were going to LA, right? Not instead of, but after maybe. <coughs> I'm just throwing a hypothetical out there, skipping a stone in water. If it was instead of Washington or after Washington or <coughs> right, okay. instead of Sandpoint, you know, whatever, <coughs> we ended up in LA. It would be really cool until some sort of struggle. Well, happened because yeah. LA fucking eats people alive, right, bro? Like there are people who go from poor to being millionaires to back to being poor again in like ten days. Yeah, no, like I'm familiar. My my brother went to LA for <coughs> like a month, and he did alright for the first like two or three weeks. But like the last couple weeks he was there, he went from like doing really well high up in this company to dead ass broke, and then just to, like, get home and, like, pay off his, the debt that he had gotten there, like. So it happened in my, one month? Yeah, all in one month. My, he ended up putting himself into, like, $20,000 of debt. And then. What did he do, take a bad gambling bet? I have no idea what happened, to be honest with you. I haven't talked to him Jeez. Enough. But then he put my dad, like, a couple grand into debt as well. That's insane. I feel like. We go from Washington to any place. My, depending on how ambitious we are, if we're if our if our ambition is to stay in the U.S. Mm -hmm. after Washington, then my votes are 
Manhattan, Colorado, or Vegas? I highly vote Colorado between those three. I think Vegas would be fun as fuck, but, like, we would have to get our flair fucking down to make it worthwhile. That's the thing about Vegas, though. Like, even if we didn't live in Vegas for a long time, the cool thing with Vegas is all the bartenders in Vegas are flair tenders. Exactly. For a good reason, though. That's the kind of aesthetic that Vegas is going for. Like, the Vegas, mm-hmm. Nevada is going for that aesthetic. Yeah. And I guarantee you, none of those motherfuckers are as passionate as we are or, or decided to learn flair tending like that. They were like, I live in Vegas, I became a bartender, and the company taught me how to flair tend. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's how that works. So I would, I would almost say that it would be foolish to not at least visit Vegas for an extended period. Because I feel like if we went to Vegas for even four months, you know, and got a job at bars, we would come out of Vegas at the end of those four months knowing a ton of tricks. That's fair. Like, the place that we get employed at would totally be like, yeah, like, we'll teach you. Yeah. And they'll be okay with the mistakes, too. Like, it's different one thing, practicing at home, because you can practice at home and get the trick down, but then nerves hit you when you're behind the bar, and it can fuck you up. But in Vegas... They teach you there at the bar, and then you perform it there at the bar, yeah. which would totally help you get over any future nerves. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. So, like, even if we didn't actually, like, permanently move to Vegas, an extended stay would be totally worth our while. Like, That's the fair. knowledge would be fantastic, you know? Yeah. It's the gambling. Even hitting, like, going for, like, six months, <coughs> like, getting a six-month lease over there. Exactly, yeah, Maybe absolutely. So. Not, not, like, a full, like, we're going to be here for the next couple of years, no, but I mean, like, We'd right. probably pick up some dope-ass cocktail recipes, meet some cool people, and learn a lot of, like, useful shit about bartending. Because, <clears throat> I mean, Vegas is kind of, like, where bartending's the biggest. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But it's like, flare tending. You don't need that. It's twist off. Let's do that. Okay. I, you can... Okay, whatever. It's I fine. I hate twist-off bottles, dude. I don't. It I makes my them. life easy. My two bar keys are in my car. I, I genuinely hate them. Like, twist-off bottles ruins, like, half of my flare tricks. Because, like... I feel like you're thinking about it the wrong way. Okay. Here's my thought. Twist-off bottles, like, like Michelob, Bud Light, there's, there's like, five brands that do twist-offs right now. Or, like, most commonly. Um, and those like five, the people who drink those out of the bottle know that they're twist offs, and so like they see me do some flare trick with it, or they see me like snap it off, and they're like, "You could have just twisted it." And it's like that's not the point, motherfucker. <clears throat> like, I just did a cool trick for you. Tip me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I could show you one video that would change your outlook on twist off bottle caps for the rest of your life. One YouTube video, which is where Tom Dyer has six bomb tricks you can only do with twist off bottle caps. Okay, and I'm, I'm sure there are tricks with it. Like there has to be, but like they're pretty sweet, bro. I'm not gonna lie, they're smooth. They're weird. none of them are like, wow, that was the most spectacular thing I've ever seen in my world in terms of big performance tricks. Oh right, but, but they're like smooth. They're sly, you know, slick, fucking like you wouldn't expect it. Like, there's one uh, trick that people do where they will pull a twist-off bottle, spin their bar key across it, and it'll... Oh, just snap it. Because like, <coughs> it'll catch in the grooves. Yeah. Um, there's quite a few, man. There's even one where it's like, a, instead of sharpening a knife like this, you take two bottles and you go... And you take both of them off at the same time. Mm. Pretty smooth, bro. <laughs> okay. Well, I respect that, but... I like doing tricks. I agree. I also like going doing tricks. This is why Vegas is important. Or Manhattan. Or Miami. Any of those three places. This is another reason why I'm happy about Washington. Washington's a big city at a good place to make money. Yeah. I don't think the flare tending scene is super huge there. But I think the respect for the craft yeah. is primarily in Washington. Like People who drink cocktails in Washington probably give a shit a lot of shit about you know like what they're consuming because of the well, kind of state a lot it is. more than arizona for sure exactly arizona's all trash drinks you yeah. know what i mean 
And so as far as like the flare tending goes, <clears throat> not even flare tending. Okay, so I would say this. <clears throat> Manhattan and Vegas. Like Manhattan, New York, and Vegas. Yeah. Would be prime to learn flare tending. Six months in each, a whole year learning flare tending. Miami would teach you like the best way, I, I feel. The best way to perform under pressure. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like Miami would be so busy with young people that it would teach you to take your flare tending from just doing tricks and being fancy to learning a way to turn a big dope ass trick into something that only takes you like 15 seconds. That's fair. You know, like yeah. I feel like Miami is insane. like if, if Arizona's volume, Miami is like volume times volume equals volume. That's fair. Yeah, I could see that. Miami's definitely bigger and more compact, whereas Arizona's spread. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like if you, like a bartender coming out of Miami would probably run circles around us in oh, a volume bar. Oh, yeah, they would. Like, yeah. so quick. <clears throat> and I'm not even, like, there are Mill Avenue bartenders out here in Arizona that'll run circles around me. Motherfuckers are quick. I disagree. Mill Avenue bartenders, like... Well... Like the champs bartender, he does that thing sometimes where when he makes a Long Island, he'll hold all four bottles. You can't do that. No, I can't. Not with the sour mix in the middle. I can hold four bottles and pour them. Yes, but he does that thing where he holds four bottles and he takes his pinkies and his ring fingers and holds another bottle. He holds five yeah. in total. Like I couldn't do that. No way. When I was up in Idaho, so <coughs> Idaho, Long Islands are made with tequila. Don't know why. That's it's gonna to, take so. It's the way they it's do gonna it. be so hard for me to learn. Yep, but it's also fresh sour mix. So like, you squeeze your lemon, you squeeze your lime, put in the simple, and then you pour all five at once. So three bottles in your right hand, two bottles in your left hand, all five, half glass. See, I've never done that before. Yeah, I, that's what I used to do all the time. I got really used to it, and people always looked at me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I loved it, but. Like, that was one of the first things I learned. I can pour two bottles at the same time. Like, one in each hand? Yeah. Oh. That's it? You haven't done, like, four, at least? I've never tried, honestly. Oh. I, I, I shouldn't. I should preface that I haven't tried. I can't say that yeah. I haven't done something if I've never yeah. tried it, to be fair. Main event. Um, it might be a lot easier than I think. Main event doesn't allow you to free pour, so, like. Yeah, but I did it anyway. Fuck that's them. Fair. Fuck them. I did it anyway, and I had the best drinks out of all the bartenders while I was working there. So, yeah, but they don't care about like how good your <clears throat> drinks are. They care about how many you're getting out. I agree, but when I first started working there, and they saw me doing some of my like tiny flare tricks and like my big shaker tin thing, mm -hmm. astounded. I basically had tenure. Like they weren't able to fire me no matter what oh, for I'm a sure. while. I'm sure they were like astounded with my performance. Yeah. Then they got used to it. Yeah. You freaking left that like that same like mm. thought in Connor's mind. Mm -hmm. So now like Connor still free pours and Connor like Connor slacks on a lot of stuff, but also like he does all these tricks and stuff that like he'll do it in the middle of the rush, like worst timing ever. Like he straight almost clocked Lydia in the head doing a behind the back throw the other day during one of the biggest rushes we've ever had there. That's and I I do feel bad about that because that is my fault. Yeah, I'm I you for that fully. Well, yeah, because <laughs> he's an impressionable young. He's older than me. He's older than me and you. But impressionable young twenty six year old. Yeah, an impressionable young twenty six year old. We're both twenty two. But when Connor came to me and we were bartending and he started looking at me like Mister Miyagi, I think he's still like that now. That I left, and it, like my I don't know lessons or advice that I gave him or whatever is still running rampant in his head. Yeah. I never told him. Not once. Because he was always working with me. And so, mm -hmm. like, if he did that shit in the middle of the rush, I was like, fine, do it, whatever, I'll pick up your slack. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what he's used to. Yeah. And he doesn't recognize that he's not fast enough to be able to perform a trick in the middle of a rush. Yeah. And he still... He doesn't have the spatial awareness either. Yeah, doesn't have the spatial awareness, isn't fast enough to perform a trick under a rush. And I also feel like he gets overwhelmed yeah. when the crowd is too big. Yeah. But I love him to death, and he's a fantastic bartender and a great person to work with. I, I just agree. think he has room to grow, for sure. Yeah. I think he would do a lot better <laughs> in, like, a fine dining situation. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, that's what he came from, right? Like a, the not exactly. He came from an, an old folks home type situation where they had a bar at the old folks home. Dude, and I don't know where this old folks home is, but fucking take me there oh, when I get real. old. What? Yeah, if I, an old if folks home where you can up, drink. Yeah, seriously. That sounds badass. Apparently, it was it was basically just like a large um, apartment complex type situation. It was like a sixty-five plus. Yeah, only for retirees, and there was a bar in the middle of it, and TV bartended there. But he said that like all he ever made was like martinis, old fashions, Manhattan's, like the classics. Like that was all he would ever made. You know, it's gonna be weird to think about. What? The people of that generation, those aren't classics to them. They're classics to our generation. Well, they're... so now now imagine when we're old. And we go to a place, a retirement home, to order a drink. And we order, like, a liquid marijuana or, like, a Long Island. And the bartender at the end is like, dude, that is so old school. Or or even even better, we order an old-fashioned or a Manhattan. They got to, like, fucking dust off an ancient <laughs> book. You know? It's a like two-generations-old book. Look it up real quick. Yeah. What the fuck is an old-fashioned? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they're probably going to be pouring drinks with, like, neon stuff. Oh, oh dude. Real. Damn it. I just reminded myself of something I'm upset about. There are two places. So there was one place I really wanted to go with you before we left Arizona. It was Building 313. I told you about it. I'm also now remembering that there are two more. So the, my favorite drinking spot. We literally haven't visited a single time. What is it? Uh, you've heard me talk about it. High Street in North oh, Phoenix. yeah. It's it's in North Phoenix. It's a bit of a drive. It's like a 35-minute drive yeah. just to get there. But um, there are two bars there that are the best bars. So there's the Torch, which is that um, fancy place with the couches, the cigar bar that I'm always talking of. Oh, yeah. Torch is fantastic because you can go there outside when it's cold, like this weather. Not really cold, but you know what I mean. It's a little breezy outside, and they have fire pits that you can sit around with chairs and smoke your cigars and drink your drinks and talk to people. And then directly across the street, this is why Neon brought this up. There's a place called the Blue Martini. Hmm. Been there a couple times. So many of their, not all of their drinks, but so many of their drinks are built for when it's nighttime because the place is all like neon lit at night. During the day, it's just like, ah, whatever, it's a bar. Fuck this place. But at nighttime, Everything is neon lit, so much so that they put fucking glow sticks in their cocktails and they pour oh. with liqueurs that match the color of the glow stick so that it's vibrant. That's cool. It's sick, bro. I ordered like. Bro, I'm sure that by the time that we're like <laughs> finishing the bar scene, there's going to be like glow in the dark fucking liquors and shit. Oh, dude, you have no idea. You have no idea. Have you seen, um, uh, I don't remember if this is exactly what they're called. We will look it up after this episode because I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. But there is something along the line. I think it's called like a, a de, no, it's not dehydrated. A jelly shot? Bubble shot? A jello shot? No, 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 no. So basically imagine this. <clears throat> Have you ever seen a boba ball? Yeah. Imagine it being a, like the size of a quarter instead. Yeah. But it's filled with just liquor. I've seen, I've seen those. I don't know what they're called, but I've seen them. Yeah, so there's a couple of places where you can literally go get drinks, and those will just be floating around in your drink. Yeah. And it's insanity. Or um, like out here in Arizona, I don't know if, they're, if they've reopened since COVID. Um, if they did and I didn't know about it, I'm really upset because we would have gone there. But for whatever reason, Arizona has one of these, and I don't think Arizona should because this bar originated in Switzerland. Mm. Um, But I'm pretty sure it's called the Ice Pick Bar or something like that. You get inside. They hand you a big, thick jacket to put on because there's no heater. Everything is freezing cold. All their drinks are made with liquid nitrogen, and the cups are literally ice. Oh, shit. That's sick. So there's no ice in your cocktails. Yeah. The cup is the ice that you're drinking out of. That's wild. The, dude, like the bar is covered in ice. Like everything is ice. Everything is ice. 
the utensils, everything. Could you imagine like working there, dude? Like freezing cold know? all the time. Yeah, but like they, they, oh, there must dude. be some way. Well, you got to think they're keeping it so cold in there know, so that like, that ice doesn't melt. I just mean like the tricks <clears throat> that you could pull off. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, for sure. But also, would you want to? Imagine how long it would take to make a brand new rocks glass. Because you have to make that shit. You don't got to go grab a new rocks glass from the refrigerator. Well, they probably like they probably <laughs> have like a back stock of them for days, you know? Oh, I don't know. I mean, all ice melts. Exactly. So, like, how could you have a back stock of... An entire fucking freezer in the back? I mean, I guess, yeah. But would they retain their shape the same? Would they stay... I don't know. Well, no, I, I mean, like, like they probably have molds in the back. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just pull it out of the yeah, mold. Yeah, you just pull okay. it out of the mold. I mean, I mean if, if they're, like, <clears throat> if their volume was high enough, like, it would be easy enough to make, like, a literal ice machine that just fucking pumps out fucking pint glasses made of ice. Oh, yeah, dude, there's so much more to it, too. There's, like, um, like some of the walls have mm-hmm. ice in them. Some of the tables and chairs are just straight ice. Like, I mean, you Google it on your phone, the ice pick bar. You can scroll through, like, Google's photos. It's I'm insanity. Sure. I'm sure it's cool. I'm just, I'm thinking about it right now. Like, <laughs> like, the level of, like, holy shit, you know? Like, because you'd think, like, if they're handing out these ice glasses, somebody's holding that, it's going to, like, melt a handprint into it or something. I think they give you gloves. Hmm? I said I'd imagine they give you gloves. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But still, like, I mean, it's liquor not like you can freeze. really wash that. Well, that's true. You definitely couldn't rewash or reuse that. Yeah. No. What? So they have to have a constant supply of those, like, coming in or that's something. That's fair, yeah. They definitely so, like, do. Like, also, imagine that. Like, just if... knowing that, like, you could throw that in the air, <laughs> it hits the ground, and it's just fucking ice. Like, bro, I'd be throwing glasses all day long. <laughs> Probably right. Yeah, no, I'd be doing the same shit. Although, like, that that begs the question, though, because, like, and I, I've... <coughs> if you're pouring this liquor into this glass cup, the one thing that I've always wondered, because I've been there, I've had liquor in these glass cups, but the mm-hmm. cups don't melt, like, in the time that it takes... Like, I could drink an old-fashioned pretty fucking slow. Yeah. And it's like, this cup is not... And, I mean, there's liquid in there, so it should be melting. And my hand is on it. So it should be melting. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's just like the internal temperature of the place is so cold. And like liquor doesn't freeze, but liquor gets cold. Yeah. But I think the like the relationship between the liquid and the solid reach a certain level where they're both just so fucking cold now. Like I feel like the cup in the outside area is so cold that it takes whatever temp. Like if you had 90 degree vodka, Mm -hmm. it'd be negative 20 degree vodka no time flat you know what i mean well, like it's I mean, probably so cold that it's not gonna melt the you ice you don't think that like <clears throat> that vodka is staying in the same room you know also true so yeah it's probably already pretty 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 cold, cold. yeah but also imagine like imagine like slamming your finger on anything in there oh for real dude Ow. yeah you hit your knuckle on like a glass or something or yeah that would suck pain lots of pain yeah also, no ice wells. What the fuck do you need ice for? Yeah, weird. The glasses are all made of ice, bro. <laughs> you need an ice cube, so you just fucking cut it out of the, cor- the fucking counter. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, you could you could do some cool ass like ice tricks with that too. Like, say that I the counter is all ice, and like somebody's gonna have to come fix that every once in a while, you know, because like it's gonna chip and it's gonna. Well, the counter is not all ice. The counter is so like how do you explain this? So the top of the counter mm-hmm. is like dipped in almost like a canal oh, okay. and then filled with water and then there's ice yeah, there. Yeah, but the actual body out. of the bar itself yeah, is sense. not ice. That makes sense. But like that makes it even cooler cuz like mm-hmm. say you got like your your bar spoon or like like a knife or something right and you like slid the glass and like at the same time like dragged your uh knife behind it and it just like 
shot ice up everywhere. It's like, you know, I don't know. If that they makes do that sense, with tiki but. drinks there. Um, anytime they serve a tiki drink, they have a little, um, it's like a flat, sharpened ice pick. Mm-hmm. It looks almost like a, like a spreader. Right. Okay. But it's just flat, uh, like sharp on the other end. Like a chisel almost? Yeah. Almost like a chisel, um, but wider. Okay. And so what they'll do is they'll just like to create ice shavings and yeah. take the ice shavings from the top of the counter and put them in the tiki glass. That's crazy. <laughs> what an idea. Yeah, it's a dope place. Well, the yeah. idea originated in Switzerland, I believe. It's yeah. a Switzerland originated company. Yeah, it's just like wild that it's in fucking Arizona. <laughs> like, as you imagine, it's 102 degrees outside and you're about to go inside and put a big heavy jacket on in a room that's 16, like negative 16 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, they're like I'm honestly surprised I haven't been sued like think about how many old people or like people with heart problems or something that would go in there and like have, like shock they would go into shock from the right. just like the temperature right. change the, like, that yeah you cold. know what I mean so I don't really know but I do know I that mean, during COVID they closed, closed. well no during COVID they closed down oh, okay. which makes total sense because I mean you have a viral disease in a place that's freezing cold, most people are going to get sick quick. I don't know about that. I feel like heat makes it worse. <laughs> like, no. Like, if it was that cold, you know, like if it's in the negatives in that room, like nothing's really going to spread. I'm not talking about the spreading of germs. I'm talking oh. about people oh. getting a cold. That makes sense. From being in there because it's freezing cold. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> You know what I mean? And now they come out with just the common cold, but there's a pandemic virus going around inside the air. Their immune system's compromised. Boom, they get COVID. Yeah. So they closed down for sure. Wow. At least the location in Arizona was right next to Octane where I was working. Yeah. Um, I was going to go there, but when I Googled it, it just said like permanently closed. Damn. So who knows? Maybe they'll reopen when the in the in the near future or something but it's a dope place for sure yeah i definitely wish we could have gone because you would have had a heyday while um, you were in there you would have yeah. fucking flipped shit yep you know me anything cold i'll take it oddly like, enough though there's no shot skis there <laughs> yeah because you're still in fucking arizona bro shot skis are fucking north yeah, but I mean, the, the company came from Switzerland. It doesn't yeah. get any colder than Switzerland. It's still a fucking American thing, though. Like, American Canada, Canada has them sometimes, but like, not very often. For those of you who don't know what a shot ski is, considering most of you are probably in Arizona, a shot ski is a ski that has between three and six shot glasses literally attached to the top of it. Yeah, they're like bolted down almost. Yeah, they're bolted down. Well, not quite, but... Basically, both of yeah, them. or like glued down, I guess. Yeah, and then uh, basically, like they fill all the shot glasses, and six people line up to take the shot together, and the people on the ends pick the entire ski up, and all six of you take a shot at the same time. Yeah, you tip it back, unless you're Joe and you're like crazy tall, yeah, and then I have to like reach for my shot. I know, I was like reaching for mine too. I was like, bro, why are you even touching me? Like you're in the middle for a reason. Yeah, for real. It was it was a pretty intense experience. It was actually really wasn't intense. It was cool though. It was yeah. cool for sure. It was cool. Yeah, I'm a little upset with the way that Idaho is doing things right now though. I don't like that can cocktail movement. Yeah. I don't like how far it's getting in in Idaho. It feels like a danger to my own job. And I see so many videos of people online dissing them because they do. They don't taste super great. Oh yeah, no, they're trash. Right for the same reason that like the Keurig that pours alcohol sucks and the the cocktail machine or something some of your off brand yeah, thing I know I know you're talking about yeah they they both suck so can cocktails need to go away I don't like them I don't agree with them I agree but at the same time like if you can do a can cocktail it better be like vodka red bull so make yeah. it a Moscow mule like it just That's, sounds gross yeah I mean it comes down to like like synthetic mint like, synthetic lime juice synthetic like for mule from, Why would you put mint in that? Gross. There's mint. Damn it. There's mint in as a garnish in a mule. As a garnish, but in a canned cocktail, there should not be mint in there. 
part of the experience. Yes. <clears throat> I I even think that using mint as a garnish is an option. I think that that is a higher end move than the majority of places in Arizona and the majority like. I mean, the idea behind a mule is to be refreshing. Same reason why a mojito is meant to be refreshing. Well, there's yeah. nothing more refreshing as a garnish than mint. It cleanses your palate, clears your sinuses. As you, I mean, there's like science behind mint being one of the like best garnishes out there. No, I get that, but like, <coughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just like that is not the classic way to make a mule, in my opinion, and I like. How it's made classically. Also, your classic Long Island includes tequila. Uh, no, that is the Northwestern style. That's weird, bro. I don't understand that at all. Think about it. The state that's closest to Mexico, where tequila is from, doesn't put tequila in a Long Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the states that are the farthest I, from I Mexico. I went to a place the other day that put tequila <laughs> in a Long Island. I don't remember where it was. Speaking of which... Are we going to make a trip to Canada at any point? Or is that too much work? We just need to get our passports. That's true. Which we need to do anyways so that we can start making our trips to, like, at least so we can start thinking and processing. I mean, I'm still in, like, the shock factor for me. Like, the idea of moving to different places and whatnot is still kind of, like, a myth or a fantasy to me. Yeah. It'll all be based on how well this one trip works out. If no, this works absolutely. out really good, then I'll be on board because I'll be like, I got it down. Like, I figured it out. I know how to do yeah. it. I know how the process works. This first two months is going to be like a really easy test run. Hopefully. No, it is because, like, we're going to be living rent free in a place that I have as many connections as I could ever ask for. Like, true. Like, we could go up there to. Sandpoint and do whatever the fuck we wanted to because, like, I'm still open to a trip to Coeur d'Alene, by the way. Oh, no, so worst case scenario, if we don't make it, or if, and I'm not gonna lie, if I end up really liking Coeur d'Alene, I might present you with the idea of, like, hmm, maybe not Washington. How about Coeur d'Alene? Well, yeah, and and you have to consider, like, who I am and what I'm gonna be doing in the sense that, like, I don't like being in one place longer than six months. So Fair. We're we're gonna be getting six month leases wherever we go, and by the end of the six months, unless like we land some phenomenal like life changing situation, we're leaving. The hardest part's gonna be like six months isn't a long time to be able to like. I mean, just think about it. Like we get our apartment in Washington right for a six month lease. Mm-hmm. Day one, we have to start saving money to move again. Yeah. <laughs> so like. When are we going to be able to go and, like, explore the city, the places we visit, if we're straight up saving money from day one, you know? Mm. I don't think you realize how much money we make as bartenders. Like, when it's, when it is spent correctly, I don't think you realize how much money we make. Like, consider the fact, I have a $15,000 car sitting in the parking lot that I'm paying insurance and payments on right now. I'm also paying... 400 500 a month here yeah um, for rent um aside from that i don't really have bills right but like that's what i'm saying though in our apartment we're gonna have like water electricity internet yeah so we're we're talking about a thousand a month say that each each okay plus car payment and insurance because you're gonna need to buy a car at some point in the near future. So car payment, insurance, which is an extra probably, I think my car payment and insurance is about 400. Yours is probably going to be around the same, four to 500. I feel like I have my car now, but yeah, the thing's not going to survive anything. Yeah, no, it's not. I do want to get a car again. My my thing is, is that I don't need a car the entire time we're in Washington. You're right, you don't. And you wouldn't need one in Portland. You wouldn't need one in Sandpoint. So I don't really think I have to worry about a car until we make the discussion of Colorado. Yeah. If Colorado becomes like a real like serious thing that we think is absolutely going to happen in the near future and we like, we got a connection, we got a place, we have a place in mind for work, like, you know, and all this shit, then I'm going to be like, yeah, first step, I'm getting a car. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't even be getting a car until I got into Colorado. That'd be one of those things where I would wait. 
Smart. Yeah. You know, because like, why buy a car and then carry it over and then potentially be paying more for that same vehicle? You know. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but no, yeah, I definitely understand that. The, the cool thing about Washington, or the not the cool thing, but the thing that I hope happens in Washington, is that we make like permanent connections more than just Shiloh and Jackie, because. Even if we're there for only six months, and then six months comes around and we're like, do we want to move? Do we want to stay for another six months? Whatever. I want to be able to go back there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know? Like, I want to have, like, the availability to be like, all right, we're done with Colorado now. Like, what's next? Do well, you think Washington again? Okay, sure. Yeah, no. You know? That's, that's kind of my point behind doing everything is, like, despite the fact that I never want to return to Arizona, if I were to come back here, I could land a job. Back at main event. Oh yeah, for sure. Any any point in time. Yeah. Um, as well as I have this huge group of people, your family mostly, that Yeah, Arizona's a total safe place for you yeah. if you ever decide to come back. My family's fucking huge. Yep. Admittedly they like you more than they like me, so you're fine. Yeah. Well I disagree with that. Well, I don't disagree with that. I I don't like that fact. But they do like me quite a bit. I like you a lot more than they like me. Yeah. I promise. No, I understand that. <laughs> I think everybody but Jen. Jen definitely loves you in a way that she will never I feel like the me. Jen, and, a... Jen, Curtis, and Angela. Jen, yeah. Curtis, Angela, Paige, and Luke. Yeah. It's kind of split, like, down the middle. <laughs> well, maybe. the reason why is because the other people are from Jason's side. Yeah. Everybody I just named is not from Jason's side. Yeah. They've been with me since the beginning, so they know who I am. Yeah. From Jason's side of the family, they have still trying to figure out who I am, which is surprising to me because I don't think I'm that incredibly complex as a person, but apparently I come off that way to some. You're know. just different. <laughs> I'm just built different. <laughs> yeah, you're just built different. <laughs> no, like... Like... You don't fit into the normal classification of a, of like an average human being. You are what? What about an alien? No, like, <laughs> like think about the conversations we've had, like the mm-hmm. things that we talk about. Like, I could not have that conversation with anybody else in your family. Like nobody else would carry those conversations. Maybe Peyton. Maybe Peyton. What conversations are you referencing? Any of them, in like my bartending. Opinion. No, makes sense because I'm a bartender. I'm the I, only one. I I mean, like the political topics that we've talked about, as well as like some of the mostly the theories that we talk about. Oh, you mean like space and shit? Yeah, all that stuff. That's fair. None of them could keep up with that, and I mean, same thing with like. I do like space. Space is awesome. Yeah. Yo, but, what if Elon Musk asked us to just to see me out? Ultimate dream, Elon Musk Musk asks us to open up the first bar on Mars. Yo, I'd be there. Bro. Dude, I'd be there dude, so fast. so fucking done. Yeah. Don't Mars bar? Test me. Like, Mars bar? I'm gone. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, like, Yo, I'm going to Mars. See you fucking next millennial. Like, I'm out of here. Nah, I don't even care the risks. Like, oh, I might die? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm so going. <laughs> oh, dude, I, yeah. For real. First bar ever on Mars. Tell me what you need. Like, tell me what you need, what you need me to do. Like, let's go. Elon Musk, shout out. Like, let's go. I'm trying to go to Mars. Be a bartender there. I'll, th- I'll, I'll do some crazy tricks with stuff for you. But uh, could you imagine trying to learn how to learning flare tending on Earth than going to a different planet where gravity is like way different? Yeah. Could you imagine trying to get used to that shit? You throw that this is like plastic or this glass bottle up in the air. We're used to it being light. It's like fucking heavy all of a sudden. Or the opposite. Or the opposite. It just like flies, flies into the in ceiling. Like, yeah. Whoa. Uh, is that going to come back down? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's still up there. <laughs> Fuck. Bro, what if you had a bar? A bar idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a new segment on the podcast called Bar Idea. Bar Idea number one. Zero gravity bar. A simulated bar space where they take the gravity. It's all tech- NASA does it. They know a way to, yeah. to take the gravity out of an area for so long. Imagine that. Zero gravity flare tending show. 
You're doing front flips in the air while throwing bottles. Absolute insanity. Absolute the liquor insanity. wouldn't pour out of the bottle, so you would never have to worry about spilling it. Or alternatively, since there is no gravity, you would try to pour the liquor and it wouldn't come out of the bottle at all. You'd have to like forcefully. You force it out, but then it just like stays there yeah. in the air. And then you can just like swoop it up. Swoop it up with a cup or something. Yeah. Yo, bro, what the fuck, bro? That would be crazy. That would be insane. Oh, the most expensive. Yeah. The most expensive experience for people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos to only like indulge in. Yeah. Top 1%. Yeah, the top top 1% go to the zero gravity bar. Uh, It's uh, two grand a person upon entry. Yeah. And then (laughs) for every show that you watch, approximately $20,000. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Every time that we have to take the gravity out. The <laughs> Bro. All right. Well, it's going to warn us to shut off this podcast here soon. So I'm actually just going to go ahead and uh, start by ending it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. We're super sorry that we, uh, it's been too long since we've been able to do the podcast. I definitely miss this. Um, I've been itching for it, honestly. Yeah, I haven't too. We'll definitely be back on here more often. It's a comfortable experience. Yeah. Um, while we're in Sandpoint, it's probably going to be a little bit hard for us to get on frequently. However, once we're in Seattle and have our apartment set up, we'll be on probably at least three times a week. Maybe Hopefully more. we can set up some kind of situation in Sandpoint where we have like a table in the living room maybe or yeah, something. I'm, I'm sure we'll figure something out, but because of how many people are already living there, like we... Or maybe Kelly will let us use a place on Schweitzer like after hours for like an hour. Ooh, that's actually an intriguing idea. We could actually probably like sit behind the bar and just one hour afterwards. Like she yeah. doesn't leave till like what two hours after everything's well, done closing. Once she comes to trust you, like she'll leave you to just close the bar by yourself, and like she knows that like Jackie and I would hang out for like three hours just sitting at the bar talking. Like, yeah, so like that's what I'm talking about. Like, what if we just you know, chimney rock one hour, hook up the podcast equipment, whatever, just. We're going to chat and then call it a night. It's definitely a possibility, especially since we're going to be working, most likely working similar schedules. Um, The Barcast podcast, The Night Perspective, mm -hmm. and Chimney Rock. What, what? Bro, we could plug Chimney Rock while at Chimney Rock doing the podcast. (laughs) By the way, if you can't tell, I'm plugging Chimney Rock. You guys should go check out Chimney Rock on Schweitzer. It's awesome. Yep. Really fine dining. Cool place. The newest restaurant, Crow's Bench. Next to the Humburg Hotel, Hummingbird Hotel, featured yeah. on Forbes magazine, just opened up. That is the place that I will be bartending at, which I hate you for. I'm yeah, upset that well. I don't get to work there as well. Oh, I also don't know. Kelly might throw me there. That would be wicked. But by the time that we get up there, Kelly won't really be in charge of it anymore. Very true. So, I honestly might not even be able to bartend there. I might end up having to serve. But that's where I'm gonna be at. That's fair. Visit me. Forbes even admitted that it is a sick spot. So, Forbes magazine. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead and end this one here, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Thank you for watching once again. You're uh, not watching, but you're or listening. not watching. Yeah, listening. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk, which leads me to my next thing. Uh, Don't stay- sponsor them. No, I'm not. I'm not oh, going to okay. sponsor. No, like, no hell no, like, no. I'm not going to sponsor them. Um, just uh, stay drunk or don't. Sure. Do though. Yeah. <laughs>